When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. Thanks for being here with us. We appreciate it on this uh, not-too-cold Tuesday night in Chicago. Hawks lose 3-0 to the New Jersey Devils, and mm-hmm. this is one of those copy-and-paste shows, fellas, where they played hard, they kept it competitive, and they lost. A tank win, I guess we call it. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll <laughs> talk to you next time. Um, no, I mean, it's – it's look, this was a game where, uh, as I was going through the DraftKings app looking for my pregame wagers, yeah. I was looking to make a lot of money on the Devils winning this game by a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't able to get my wagers in on time, fortunately, because <laughs> I would have lost a couple of them. The broadcast on the uh, On the same game parlay, but I had the Devils for, like, over four and a half. I had – Jack Hughes scoring, had the Devils scoring first. Like I had a whole bunch of these things. And look, when you compare these two teams, roster wise, standing wise, there's no comparison. No. But the Hawks went in, played a decent road game, and really just fell short. And the, the difference in this game was the overall talent. And what really stood out to me, fellas, was the speed. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the Devils are so much faster than the Blackhawks. Every time the Hawks would start a breakout, they would get caught from behind by the Devils. It seemed like it happened the entire game. The The puck possession game was just two teams playing at completely different levels. And and I don't know how many times, you know, the, the Blackhawks were just pinned in in their own zone and the Devils just kept cycling possession of the puck. They would get a, get a line change in their own offensive zone. Like, it was just constantly the Blackhawks chasing the puck, chasing the game. And then when they did have possession – you know, they didn't really have too many sustained offensive zone times um, other than having power plays. And, you know, when they did have possession, they'd be able to get a, get a zone entry and it would either be fumbled by their own player or it's tossed, it's tossed into the corner and they lose a board battle. Like, it just, they, they did not have a recipe to overcome the, the Devils who are playing the best that they've played as an organization, not just this season, <laughs> but like in the last like handful of years, um, you know, we when 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 the Blackhawks played the the Bruins earlier this year, we used the term wagon. I'm going to use the term wagon again for this Devils team. Like they are, they are playing as one of the best teams in the league right now. And to the people who were counting out Jack Hughes as a you know, quote unquote bust, like <laughs> I don't know what player you're watching, but that kid is a stud. 
He's a star. That team is is they're playing like the Colorado Avalanche did last year right now. I'm not saying they're as good as that team last year, but they're kind of set up a little bit the same way. They've got a lot of speed. They've got some offensive talent on the back end. Uh, we saw Dougie Hamilton, who, you know, is going to be connected to the Blackhawks because a lot of people wanted Dougie Hamilton instead of Seth Jones. And yeah. you can make arguments to the cows come home about both of those guys. But again, nothing we could do about it now. <clears throat> Devils have been so good this year. They're so consistent. They play fast. They move the puck up the ice. They've got some creative talent that once they have the puck in the zone, but they're just the talent gap again, just huge in this game. Everything that the Devils did was just so smooth, so calm. And when the Hawks got the got the uh, the puck, it was like they had a live hand grenade with the pin taken yeah, out of it. Really, like they were just couldn't wait to get rid of it. And then no, they couldn't complete. And I'm gonna preface this by saying I like Colin Blackwell. I like Colin Blackwell as a guy. <laughs> he does he does bring some things to the game, but yeah. woof. I think Colin Blackwell forgets night. how fast he is at times, and then he skates and he goes, "Shit, I gotta stop," <laughs> and then he can't stop. Like he had that one play when they were shorthanded. He he got past the defense. And he had a great scoring chance, but he literally skated right next to the goaltender yeah. before shooting it. And then there was that play in the third period where he's just goes like crashing just into goes the right into the boards. <laughs> yeah. Look like me out there trying to stop. Like like I get it. You you're trying to make something happen, but play within yourself. Yeah. No. I said during the game that Colin Blackwell has this great knack for for making the very simple look incredibly difficult. And it's not a knock on him. Like, he's really out there trying hard, hustling. Like, if you want to talk about, like, the grit award or whatever you want to hand out, yeah. that's a guy who's a candidate every night. And I like him, and it's not an insult, but it just seems like sometimes the the simple things elude him a little bit. Yeah. Like you said, like, he's skating too fast for his own good. He's fall It's kind of the jokes we made about Andreas Athanasiu right. is what is actually happening with Colin Blackwell. He was too fast for his breakaway. Right? Like, couldn't <laughs> yeah. get the shot off. Yeah. So it's funny. You look at this game. And the shots on goal at the end were 29-24 in favor of the Devils, which is pretty respectable. Well, let's take a look into the fancy stats, shall mm. we? At 5-on-5, five five, New Jersey in Corsi rating, which is uh, shot attempts versus shot allowed, shots allowed, shot attempts allowed, 67.4% to the Hawks, 326 mm-hmm. High danger chances, Devils 13, Chicago 5, Expected goals, 2.82 for the Devils, 1.29 for the Hawks. Those are more representative of what we saw. And again, I, I, don't, I'm not in, in, I don't think any of us are really in the mindset to like be really pissed about this outcome because it's expected. It's, and, and they did keep it a little more interesting than they should have. But at the end of the day, as we say almost after almost every game, the difference here is talent. It's not coaching. It's not attitude it's not effort it is just a matter of talent and this team yeah. is built to tank and they are succeeding in doing so yeah it's it's not surprising you know every every most games the blackhawks are outplayed at five on five and if you if you aren't getting uh stand on their head all worldly goaltending or you don't have a uh red hot power play 
if you're getting outplayed night after night at five on five, you're going to be in the the tank standings as we, you know, as we get to that later in the show. You're going to see those teams. Most of those teams, pretty much all of those teams that are involved in the tank standings are also in the bottom half, bottom third of the league at five on five play because that's that's where the talent gap is the most evident. Yeah. It's it's when it's when you're playing straight up five on five hockey and the the Blackhawks are basically it's 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 representative of of where they are as a team. They are one of the worst built teams in the league. So when you get that uh, going up against one of the one of the teams that's playing the best right now, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get uh, you know hemmed in at five on five. You're going to you know and and two of the Devils' goals tonight came came on the power play. Yeah. So it's not even it's not even that the five on five play was indicative of the score. It was you know the Blackhawks when they're when they're playing their best is when they're basically having to play mistake free and you give the devil's power play opportunities. I mean, you give them too many opportunities and you're going to eventually give up uh, some power play goals there just because they're, they're just, they're just built so much better than this team is. Yeah. I mean, it's two straight days with, or two straight games, no goals shut out. Um, we had three power play chances tonight, but didn't get a whole lot going. Uh, you know, it just, they're bad five on five team that they've been that way the whole year. They win the games when they can get some, some major special teams contributions. You know, you think back at that, that San Jose games early in the season, they got the the two shorthanded goals. They had three power play goals to beat the Rangers the other night. You know, it's, if you're not scoring power play goals, you're not scoring. That's that's the way this team has been all season. It's not going to change. I, I mean, we're going to get into Lucas Reichel. Who knows how long he's going to be here? Hopefully he could start doing something, but he's not going to make this team go from being one of the worst, if not the worst, five-on-five team in hockey and make them all of a sudden be good. He'll make them be slightly improved, but that's jumping over a very low bar. Right. <clears throat> so... This is our <laughs> this is our post game show. Yeah. Eighty, we're gonna do this post game yeah. seventy five times a year. I mean, this literally is the same show we did Sunday night. Well, and it's we're we're sitting watching the game, and you know we're getting into the third period, and we're thinking, oh, we have to do king of the game, and we have to do fourth fourth stars of the game, and and th- the three of us literally were all just like, ah, who would it be? Because it's just it's a game where. No one really stood out. It the game was played to the script of what these two two teams would do when yeah. you match them up on paper. The Devils are substantially better than the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, their opportunities are slim to be to 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 take advantage of a team like the Devils, and no no one stood out. No one stood out. And we had that exact same conversation midway through the third period of the Islanders game, too. Exactly. Like, who the hell did we pick for this? Mm-hmm. Did Luke Richardson get hit in the head with a puck again? <laughs> was that our scapegoat? <laughs> that was point? a nice compound for us to have. <laughs> uh, I like the guy you said uh, before you landed on your final, uh, something, Fuchs or something his name was? Uh, was the guy yeah. whose name you da- shouted David out? David Fuchs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pick. He's all out of Fuchs. Uh, yeah. So here's a little note from Ben Pope uh, just now. Uh, follow him. Finally, watch Cheers at Ben Pope CST. <laughs> uh, Lucas Reichel found out he was called up when he got to the rink in Rockford, driven straight to O'Hare, flew straight to Newark, got here two hours before game time. Oh wow! No nap, didn't even eat lunch, only power bars and bananas. 
He played for thirteen fifty eight. Probably got a nice Stroop waffle on the. Uh, yeah, there you go. So uh, yeah, let's not freak out about how he wasn't noticeable tonight. Very tough situation for him to be put in. I was kind of surprised they called him up. Yeah, to be honest with you, <clears throat> but I guess. I I said that they would call him up when they need to replace an offensive player. So you had to replace you an had offensive to replace player. Tays, yeah. If it was, you know, if it was Jujar Kara that couldn't go tonight, you know, you'd probably call up somebody else. But a little weird situation. I was I was surprised that they didn't just go with seven. Go 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 yeah. go eleven forward, seven defensemen. Just dress whoever's healthy and punt this game like would it have made a, a big difference no they still would have lost three to nothing right yeah yeah I, I was surprised they didn't go that route it's interesting too because we've heard you know that Lucas Reichel this is from Kyle Davidson and he hasn't spoken in a long time we were talking about that during the game um, so I don't know if things have changed but he said before the season once Reichel's here he's here now I know Jonathan Tays being sick is an is a different situation and they need to do something quickly and it made sense to call up the best offensive player for Rockford. I, I don't know if he's here for one game and back down. The Hawks don't play again until Friday, so chances are Jonathan Taze will be feeling better by then. Yeah. So maybe Reichel is sent down. But, yeah, don't don't glean anything from this game from Lucas Reichel. Yeah. I just want to say that out front. But I will say, this was his 13th NHL game, I believe. 12th? 12th? He had last year. Okay. He did 11 so, last year. One thing I've noticed, and I, I don't think that it's any reason to panic or that he's not going to be a good player. He's had a very limited look, all these qualifiers. However, I feel like he never has the puck. <laughs> like, he's never controlling the game. He's never, you know, weaving through traffic. Um, and he's gotten some opportunities on the power play a little bit today. And there was two shifts for me from him that stood out. There was one where he kind of created himself a partial breakaway. And then there was another shift where... He just kind of got the puck out of the defensive zone, skated well, made some nice passes. It wasn't anything totally noteworthy, but it was like two of the only moments in the game where you really noticed him playing, despite the fact that I think the three of us were all eyes on 27 when he was on the ice. We were really, I know I was, really focusing on him every shift he was on, and it's just kind of hard for him to find the puck, and part of it could be line mates, of course, but he just doesn't seem like a guy who's going to buy himself carry an offense when we look three four five years down the road maybe you could project Lucas Reichel to be in a secondary scoring role you know second line maybe like he maxes out to be a Max Domi type I don't know Mm. I don't know what the future is for Reichel but and look maybe he turns out to be great I don't know but I just haven't seen enough domination from him to really get excited because we've seen those prospects in the past come up and get a look, and you say, there it is. Like, there's that little glimmer of, I see what they see from this guy. Yeah. And you can see that when he puts it all together, it's going to be great. Haven't really seen that from Reichel. Again, 12 games, limited ice time, bad teams, yada, yada, yada. But I would like to see a couple more instances of domination from him. He is lighting the AHL up. He is ready to come up and take that next step. But I don't know if if they feel he's totally ready yet. I wonder if part of it is that in Rockford he's like the guy or one of the guys, um, and then he comes up to he comes up to the Blackhawks, and I wonder if he if he if it's a, a a mental thing where it's not really focused on him as being like one of the offensive guys, if he's just kind of coming in and being like, oh, I'm going to play this role or yeah. whatever. 
Um, because there are prospects that, that come up and are the guy. And a lot of times th- those, those kinds of players need that kind of role to, 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 to flourish. And I think, uh, you know, Reichel coming in <clears throat> last season on a team with Taze, Kane, Doc, Debrinket, like there were a lot of other offensive options to focus on than him when he was up here. Now he comes up here tonight in a kind of an emergency basis. No Jonathan Taze. It's it's basically, you know, Patrick Kane leading the offensive charge and no one else. But to do it on short notice, to do it on, you know, we we speculated, oh, did he stay on the East Coast? You know, because maybe they knew Taze wasn't feeling too well and was going to be a game time decision earlier than today. But, you know, getting getting the information from from Ben saying that he flew out and was, you know, was only there two hours before the game started. Um, it's hard to kind of jump in and, and try and be the guy in that in that scenario. But yeah, with Reichel, I just think <clears throat> maybe maybe he doesn't have the confidence to right now jump in and, and be more of a of a take action player, a guy that can, you know, command more of the puck. Um tonight his line mates were Taylor Radish and Jason Dickinson. It's yeah. uh, it's uh, not no, doing him I'm, too many favors. On short notice with no practice, I'm not sure. <clears throat> had he, I'm not sure what <laughs> any kind of expectations you would yeah. have had. I'm not, you know, if he had, if he had, if he had had the the game he had tonight where it was like barely noticeable and he was matched up with Domi and Kane on a line, I'd be a little bit more like, hey, come on now. But yeah. tonight, it's it. You, you don't have to Zapruder film his entire game. Like, yeah, you need to need to give him some time. I want to be clear too. I'm not talking about just tonight. No, I, it, yeah. I I get it. Yeah, yeah. but but and, and tonight, like I just told everybody, like the scenario, it is not a recipe for success, right? To fly, land, get to the rink, not eat food, not get a nap. Like these guys are hockey mm-hmm. players more than anybody are creatures of habit. Yeah, where the nap is essential, <laughs> the pregame meals are essential. He's coming in, you know, he's probably still got his like blood pressure up from rushing from the airport to the rink getting dressed, getting mm-hmm. ready for the skate. You can't take this game, ball it up, and throw it away in terms of Lucas Reichel. But I just want to see him get – Yeah, I want to see him dominate more often. We said during uh, the Tom Curver's uh, development camp, like we want to see that game where Reichel dominates. And I think, what do you have, four assists in yeah. that second game? Second game. So you saw it, right? But it's just – I caught – there's people in the chat calling him a bust. I, that's way overblown. Remember – Tavo Teravainen came in here to an established Stanley Cup contending team and did not look like the guy he ended up being in really in Chicago. He never really took that that step in his career. It took him going to Carolina to really become the all-star type player that he is now. Patrick Sharp said it during the game. Kane and Taves are not typical. Guys don't step into the league and are and become immediately great. Jack Hughes is another example. It's taken him three years. Yeah, a star. That is normal development. Nico Hershier is another one. Yes, to make any call on any player, thirteen games into their career is ridiculous. Would you make the same? Are you ready to make a career call on Arvid Soderblom? Soderblom, yet? Because that's how many games he's played. Right. Of course not. You can't write off anyone yet. All I'm saying is, I want to see those moments more often where the flash happens. Because with Tavo, you saw it. With Hughes, you saw it. With Heesher, you saw it. 
We haven't yet seen those moments yeah. with Reichel, but a big part of it is the fact that the team sucks butt. Yeah, right. and listen, he, I, 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 I agree with what Mario was saying. It's going to take some time for him to get that NHL confidence where he's ready to be assertive or ready to be, hey, screw it, I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Where coming into a, a locker room on a situation like today, you know, it, it's tough. Even last year when he was up, what did he had two two separate stints? Yeah, he's playing third, fourth line, not his role. Not getting to play with top talent. Didn't get to really do much of anything in the preseason this year. Um, so, you know, he's been playing much better in Rockford of late the last, you know, three, four weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> I Just, I can't believe we're having, like, I get what you're saying. You want to see more out of him. I want to see him get put in a situation where he could do that. Agreed. Like, He's never been put on a top line. He's never been given that. that never had real. a consistent role. No. So, I mean, even tonight, it was like, okay, here's your guy. He's your offensive replacement for Jonathan Taves. And you put him with Jason Dickinson and Taylor Radish. What's he going to do on that line? Right. right. What's he going to do? I would I would have put him out there. With, I would have put him out there with Domi and Kane. Yeah. Go for it, kid. Just go out there and play hockey. Be instinctive. And and let the other two guys bring the game to you. And why not? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like like. Well, we couldn't possibly well, lose what this hap- game. <laughs> what what, hap- what happens if right. you do it? You lose three to nothing. Maybe yeah. you lose three to one if yeah. he's on that. Right. Line. Right. Right. Like what? <clears throat> if not now, when? If he if he's sticking around, uh, for longer than twelve hours with the team, um, you know, play play him with Jonathan Taze and or Patrick Kane. Because you're not going to have a long time to do that this right. season, and yeah, point. and he's he's his his NHL future not going to be at center. I I, I just don't see that. No, it's, being, it's becoming being obvious that the the, the Hawks case. don't think that either. Right, he played played uh, left wing tonight. So if he's if he's going to come in as a wing, and you want to put him into a position to succeed, play him with. Jonathan Tays at center or play him on the opposite wing of Patrick Kane where those are guys that he can play off of with his with his skill level and be able to you know maybe just build his confidence a little yeah. bit and and when I say like oh he needs a he needs a role where he can be the guy like I'm not saying he has to be the number one offensive uh option but give him the opportunity to you know be be a scoring threat or be a a, a passing threat, be a setup guy to either of those guys. Have have an opportunity yeah. to do that. I didn't love the fact that he was in a bumper role on the power play either. It just doesn't seem to suit his game. I, I mean, get, put him yeah. out, put him out on one of the wings where he can skate around, where he can pass, where he can shoot. I think he just kind of got rotated into that position. Yeah, but 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 yeah, I, I think being on the wing uh, in in that kind of role when he's on the power play is 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 best fit for him. Yeah, and. You know, when he's had the best success in Rockford, it's been when he's had some chemistry with somebody. Like, last season, he played his best when he, Brent Connolly was his center. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't... Like, when was the last season when Brent Connolly was on the Blackhawks? Rock, Rockford like Icehawks, yeah. Icehawks yeah, oh, right. yeah. and Blackhawks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then then Connolly got hurt, but then he got some, some, uh, some really good chemistry with... Um, uh, Tepley and you know so 
I think if you if you're gonna keep him up here now, I, and that remains to be seen. Kyle Davidson said, "Hey, when we call him up, it's going to be because it's he's gonna stay in the NHL." Well, he's got his he's got his out was saying it was just an emergency call up. Right. <clears throat> to what you just said, Mario, if he's up here, let him play with Kane and T- Kane and Taves. Because yeah. a He's not going to have that opportunity, maybe much longer, if at the very most, the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. If he can't get confidence and he can't, you know, acclimate himself playing with those two, then then you got a problem. Then you then you have some real questions. Yeah, right. absolutely. Give him, put him with your best players and just let him be there. This is what this season is for. He's not going to hurt the tank by playing right, with, no. with... You're not all of a sudden going to go on a 10-game winning streak because Lucas Reichel is playing with right. Taves and Kane or Domi and Kane. And then you can mix guys around. Like, just if you're going to put him out there, play him on your top offensive line and keep him there. Well, look at what we were talking about last season with, with K- Philip Kershaw. Like, he was up and, down the, up and down the lineup, in and out of the, of the lineup, not really given a role. And then this year... He comes in. He has a more more standard, more consistent role. He's he's in the lineup nightly, and his game has has elevated from what it was last season. So, players need that kind of opportunity to to kind of know what they're going to have to expect out of them night after night. Um, so, if Reichel's here for for the rest of the season, which I'm sus- I'm suspect of, um, but if that is the case, you have to give him. You have to you have to say this is your role. You can't just bounce him around the lineup. That's not going to be conducive for for him to you know feel out his game at the NHL level. I see I, we got a five dollars super yeah. chat here. We should probably get to that after we uh, tell you about our our fine sponsors and partners. And I'll start talking about uh, saving money on your energy bill with ComEd and their energy efficiency program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that ComEd serves manage their energy usage, and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territories. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade updated, outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights, Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. So if you want to do all of that, you can visit them at comed.com poweringbiz now and start saving money and energy. To start projects, you can contact them at 855-433-2700. And for more information, you can always email them at businessee at comed.com or at publicsectoree at comed.com. Hey, if you want to take all that money you're saving with our friends at ComEd, and you want to save even more money by buying some great deals on your tickets for Blackhawks games, then you need mm. to check out our friends at Game Time, Game, Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals to tickets to sporting events, concerts, and shows. You ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? Center ice at Blackhawks, right behind the penalty box or the benches. Maybe you like that 200 level better. First row of the 200 level, oh, best yeah. seat in the house, mm-hmm. as far as you ask me. That, that's the best. Well, 
It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You are not going to get a better deal on Chicago Blackhawks tickets this season. I didn't check the prices for the Jets. The Jets are in town on Friday, but I I, I think they were under un- thirty bucks. Under thirty bucks. How about this for uh, Alex Ovechkin coming in Tuesday? Fifteen bucks. Oof. To go see Alex I think that's Ovechkin another one play. of them weird late that's start. A late night start. Eight o'clock start. Not as bad as the uh, Oilers the other night. Yeah. Eight, eight o'clock start for ESPN, but ESPN doesn't have a hockey game before that, so it should start right at eight o'clock. So only a half hour delayed. But under Weird. 20 bucks to see Alex Ovechkin, who might yeah. one day be the all-time leading scorer in NHL history. Can he? It, I'm, yeah. So that's, that's a good deal. I was going to bring up a math question, but <laughs> I'd rather not. Uh, so that's game time. Go to game time. Go see Alex Ovechkin for under 20 bucks, or you want to go see a Bears game, a Bulls game. You want to go see your favorite band come into town. Harry Styles coming back. Can we get some Harry Styles tickets? He might. Well, whatever you need tickets for, go find Game Time. If you love CHGO, you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. If you're watching live on YouTube, first of all, thank you. Second of all, scroll down, smash that giant thumbs up on your way down, and then you will find the Game Time link right there in the description. If you're listening to an audio-only version, you'll find the link in the description there. Click on it and join over 15 million people who have used Game Time and score the best seats to all your favorite events. That's a lot of people. It is. All right, let's get to that super chat we had uh, a little bit earlier. <laughs> want to make sure we we acknowledge those and we appreciate it. Windy City Hockey says the Hawks are hurting the Soder, uh, Soderbloom development with how bad this roster is. Also, Reichel shouldn't be on a line with Dickinson. Yeah, we got to the Reichel thing. I heard them talk about the, the Soderbloom thing during intermission and could it be impacting his development to be on a team so bad? I... Scott Darling said yes, which surprised me a little bit. Um, Colby Cohen was not as strong on it in terms of negative or positive, but I don't. What else are you going to do? Did you watch the I mean, Rockford Ice Hogs yeah, at all last year? That wasn't well, exactly a great team. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what else are they supposed to do? Right. Like, who are they going to play right now? He's there because the two veterans you brought in so he could be in injured. Rockford keep getting hurt. Right. right. It's not ideal, of course, but he started more games for the Hawks than any yeah, of the yeah. other this goalies. Isn't, this year. isn't this wasn't the plan. This isn't Arvid being up because he was lighting up <laughs> he was lighting up Rockford and you know Peter Morazic has been garbage so they're benching Morazic. Like that's that's not the case. It's it's injury based. You know, we 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 had Dylan Wells start a game because of injuries this year. Like this is not the plan for the goaltenders this season. The plan was for him to be the starter in Rockford, and now you have the starter and the backup from Rockford playing for the Blackhawks. Like that's you—you you really can't do anything besides send him down just to not have him be on a bad Blackhawks team. Like it's what are you gonna do? At, yeah, at some point you just gotta be like, well, he's—he's he's the best guy that we can play, right? It's not. I mean, we can argue. Is it hurting his development or not? Doesn't matter. It's what it's they who out that he's got to play out of necessity. I think let's let's zoom out here too. Like anyone who's played sports in their life, no matter what level you're on, you know if your team sucks. Yes. Right. Like you you get what's going on here, and and they can talk all they want before the season about we're going to prove people wrong and show them that we're not terrible. No, no, it's a bad roster. It's a bad team. It's designed to lose. So I think. Yeah. 
if you're worrying about like the mental aspect of wearing on Solder Bloom, you could probably put that away a little bit. First of all, he's super young. Second of all, he's been one of the best Hawks all year. Yeah. After every game, basically, Richardson has said, we got to do better for him. Mm-hmm. He knows this is not the plan for him. It wasn't supposed to be. I don't think we have to worry about it. It's not like he's going to pick up bad habits playing on a bad team. He played, he faced 40 plus shots on a nightly basis and lost two to one almost all season last right. year and got better. Yeah. Like playing on a team that's not good. It's all he's done since he's been in North America. Yes, he's used to it. So <laughs> it's fine. Like it, let him get his games and hopefully you can get maybe, you know, him back to Rockford for the second half of the season. That would be ideal. The mm-hmm. the perfect situation, Arvid Soderblom doesn't spend a single game in the NHL this year, but you can't control. You can't predict injuries. You can't control injuries. Like, yeah, yeah you, you probably should have figured that Mrazek was going to get hurt at least once this season because it's kind of his thing. It's why he was available to be traded in the first place. And, St- and Stalock was kind of a question mark coming off you know, all the health issues he's had, but you know, his, his injury is because some dude hit him in the head, not because his groins yeah. keep falling off his legs and concussions. You can't predict how people recover. Right. From so you that. can't, you can't get upset about that, but soda blooms, the guy right now, yeah. like it or not, there's nothing we could do about it. There's nobody, there's nobody to sign right now. Windy city hockey says the Blackhawks have the cap. Why not go get a vet, what vet? for what? List uh, me a vet here. You, you want brain, brain Holby? brain Holby's retired. He's all yeah. He's retired because nobody wanted. Here's him. the list: Philip Larson, Alexei Melnichuk, Tyler Wall, Ilya Konovalov, Jack Lafontaine. Like they're just not. I'd rather have Pat Lafontaine. J.F. Berube and his hey. massive Berubes. There you go. <laughs> Garrett Sparks. No. Nope. Kale Morris. Ben hey. there done that. Like <laughs> heard yeah. that name before. There's no one in here that's going to make a difference. And look, I I, I think. Goalies and and skaters are different when you talk about development. I don't think having him up here facing NHL shots and 40 shots a night or whatever it's going to be is going to damage him. He knows he's playing well. There's there's not been a game this year where I've said Soderblom is a reason the Hawks lost this game. Right. Not a single game. He knows that. The coaches know that. There's nothing here that's that I'm seeing from from Soderblom that says his game's deteriorating, it's getting away from him. No, he's playing fine. Is he perfectly primed to begin his NHL career yet? Probably not. But I feel better about him in that than any of the other guys in the system right now. Right. And there is zero pressure on him right now. Exactly. None. There yes. are no, there's no pressure on him. He's not He's not playing up with the expectations of making this team a contender. Right. Right. They're not. They're, there's no pressure on them. Let them just let it ride out. See how it happens. There's nothing you can do at this point. Yeah, Nate brings up a good point. Uh, Sutter Bloom is 23. Crawford was 25 before he got called up. He's got time still. Yeah, right, yeah. Like just, and every goalie's different. And this is this is his second year of playing in North America. Like it's there the, the development of goalies and especially international goalies coming over to North America. Like take some time, take some getting used to. And look, like given the situation that it is, him developing and getting more NHL time, it doesn't hurt him at all. So it's it's really the only situation you're in. Unless you're, uh, unless you're you know, fine with playing Dylan Wells and Jackson Stauber in this situation. No. no. Like what's, what does it hurt? 
Um, Mark says you could trade for Hudobin as a salary dump, but then you're giving up an asset to get something. And what happens when Stalock and Morazic are back? Then you've got three goalies at the NHL level, none of which really have much trade value. Yeah. Right. I, I just, why? There's the no, idea is to tank anyway. There's no necessity to do it. Unless, <clears throat> unless they, the only reason that you would be in that situation where you would have a veteran is if you signed them in the offseason and you came into this year with, you know, Morazic, Stalock, journeyman, third goalie vet, and then Soderblom is your. Yeah. Soderblom is your guy they, that you say. They probably should have done that, but yeah, it probably should have. Twenty twenty could have. You could have could have had JF Berube be be that guy, and Soderblom is your starter in Rockford. And then if there's injuries, then Berube goes up, or yeah. or throw in random vet goalie whatever. But because you know you went with Mrazek Stalock, and and Soderblom is your third, with no legitimate, you know, anyone behind him that you could that you could you know leapfrog without hurting his development, this is the situation they're in. I, you could make a, that trade for, for a Hudobin or one of these salary dump guys if we find out that Stalock or Mrazek isn't coming back this year. Then right. you go out and do sure. that. But yeah. until then, it makes it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, you know, Mrazek is pretty much... His IR was, what, retroactive to Saturday? Yeah, yeah third. So, you know, that that's the rules, what, seven so days w- or four games? Yeah, so that would put so him on track for... He'll be eligible to come back for that Tuesday game against, uh, you know... Yeah. Welcome back, here's, here's Alex Ovechkin. If he's ready at that point. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I don't, I'm not... That's a guy that's not, that was already play, playing on one recovered, injured groin and has now injured his other one. Like, that hurts just to say it in my yeah, legs. Yeah, I'm not expecting to see him anytime soon, so... Yeah. <clears throat> I don't see this stunting the growth of Arvid Soderblom. If anything, it's maybe helping him a little bit. I, I don't I, – he's not a guy that strikes me as a guy that, like, his confidence gets crushed because no. he gave up two one-timers on a power play that no goalie in the league would have had a chance on. Yeah, him. one he didn't have a stick. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the one thing that's been <laughs> concerning me of late is how many times he drops Blue his in stick in, in the game. Like, that, that he needs to work on. But other than that – I mean, all things considered, he's ex- he's exceeded expectations. Even yeah. even when we were like, oh, he's got to come up for a couple of spot starts, he looked <gasps> like a deer in headlights that little bit of NHL time he got last year. Mm-hmm. And this year he's been nothing but confident. I don't see him I don't see him regressing in any uh-huh. way shape or form. Sure, losing sucks, but I mean, they're not losing because of him. He he's not losing. I don't think he's losing sleep because he was like, "Damn it, had I just not given up all four of those goals, we still would have tied zero zero. Like it's it's fine, right? Yeah, he he's certainly not a problem. And and again, if like if we were seeing evidence of, oh God, like he's really starting to get lit up night after night after night, maybe we have a different story, could, a different yeah. conversation. You send him down for a reset to build some confidence. But I, I just haven't seen that. I if, think he's if, been fine. If he was letting in goals that you're just like, that you just shake your head at, and he's becoming visibly like frustrated with it, then yeah, you say there's a problem. But he seems like a guy who's very even keel, um, and and seems like he can handle this kind of situation pretty. Well, yeah, that's what Jimmy Waite said at the Ben Pope last week when he wrote about him. Just yeah. he's so calm. 
that sometimes it almost worries Jimmy Waite. Like, is this guy ready to go? He's just so <laughs> even keel yeah. and, and level, and that's, yeah. again, the I Corey think, Crawford comparison. I think there's some teams out there right now that had playoff aspirations before the start of the season that wish they had Arvid Soderblom. After watching Cam, Cam Talbot embarrass himself tonight, I guarantee you Ottawa wish they had Arvid Soderblom right now. Yeah. I think the Edmonton Oilers wouldn't roll the dice with him right now. As yeah. Jack Campbell con- consider continues to pee down his leg every night, he gets on <laughs> the crease. Like yeah. so, yellow. It's, it's it's fine. Like yeah. it's not ideal. It's not what we wanted. It, it, in a perfect world, Arvid Soderblom would be the AHL's leading goaltender in in save percentage right now. But Probably. he's not because he's got to be here. All right, I, we need to acknowledge our buddy No No Roy's just rage, who's with us every show. Yeah, uh, one of our most loyal listeners and no Roy just having a tough night and I, I just want to talk him off the ledge a little bit he says I see this rebuild 10 years from now with the Hawks totally invested in Reichel and he isn't doing anything that shocks us with any type of skill it's bad Hawks might only have Korchinski in the pool that can play in the NHL Ooh, hold on like First guys of all, it's, it's one a draft. Th- it's a three nothing <laughs> loss to the uh, second best team in hockey on the road Without your captain and most valuable player this year. Like, let's not draw any grand conclusions because Lucas Reichel, who got off a plane four hours ago, didn't set the world on fire playing with Jason Dickinson and Taylor Radish. Like, slow down, pump the brakes. Yes, Korchinski looks great. Frank Nazar is a really good prospect. Guess who else is? Lucas Reichel is still a very good prospect. Mm -hmm. If you talk to any of the prospect people... Like Corey Prom and Chris Peters, they all love Lucas Reichel. They think he's going to be a good player. He's 20 years old. He's 12 games into his career where he's been up and down and up and down with no consistent line mates, no consistent playing time. Look, look at Max Domi this year. That's a guy who's been in the league for, what, seven, eight years at least? Yeah. It took him a good month to settle into the Hawks system, to settle in with his line mates, to find his own game. Now he's one point behind Patrick Kane for the team lead in scoring. It's not just a plug a guy in and he's immediately great. We've got to get ourselves out of this mindset that every good prospect is Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves. It's just not. Go back to the days of Keith and Seabrook where they looked like Bambi on skates sometimes. It, it does not happen overnight. Please, please, please do not let this game or three games in a row, or whatever it is, skew your vision for these prospects or the vision of the future because there is a plan. The plan's in place. They went from zero first-round picks to three in the course of, what, two hours Mm -hmm. last summer. They've got pieces to move here. You can clearly see the plan here. And look, it doesn't mean that Lucas Reichel's going to be the next Patrick Kane, but I don't think anyone's projecting that. He wasn't drafted in the same position as, as that. If he can be, if he maxes out his Tavo Teravainen, you should be very happy with that. Yeah. Right? I'd be thrilled with that. But somewhere between Domi and Teravainen, maybe? Sure. Realistic? Okay. So there's nothing that you you saw today that should be suddenly changing your mind about how the rebuild's going. Well, and and then uh, here's my two points on that real quick. First of all, the rebuild isn't hinged on the success of Lucas Reichel. Right, it's not based on if Re- if Lucas Reichel is a success, we're gonna then it's a success. Like 
That's why they got three draft picks this last mm-hmm. summer. Th- yes, yeah, so that's an acknowledgement by yes. Davidson that I like Reichel, but he's not enough to take us we to the next Lucas one. Reichel yeah. fails. It, it's not a say, it, the rebuild doesn't fail. If Lucas Reichel's success, the rebuild isn't a success. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I want to mention, uh, and and you know who would look at watch Lucas Reichel's first 12 NHL games and declare him a bust that guy right there he who shall not be named yeah for years we have been saying you have to be patient with your prospects be patient with the prospects he's still a prospect he's 20 he's fine and 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 our guy and our guy no Roy says we just need to find our our Jack Hughes, Matt Beneers, Jason Roberts. So does 27 other teams. Yeah, we knew right. that going into the year. And I don't think anybody said that Lucas Reichel was going to be any one of those guys. No, that was no. The, the, the expectation, even when he was drafted, wasn't that he was going to come in and be a day one guy that's going to change a team. Uh, he, he was drafted in the middle of the first round. And I remember in that draft, you know, the, 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 Draft analysts had him as a late first round, maybe even a second round guy. So he was he was drafted a little bit higher than than expectations Shot, wait were. A You're saying Shot. our former GM? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so a little bit of a reach, but but he's he's supposed to come in and be a contributor. We talked earlier about is his is his ceiling a second line uh, secondary scoring option? Probably if he hits that. Fantastic, because the Blackhawks have this last summer's draft class to to point to already and be like, look, there's at least three guys in here that you're going to say they are major contributors to the rebuild. It's Nazar, it's Korchinski, uh, it's Renzel down the line. Um, you can look at a guy like uh, like like Ryan Green that they got. Like he's he's coming in uh, to his own. Uh, your guy Sam Savoie is is coming into his own. Um, as 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 prospects, and those are those are players that you're going to say are going to have a major impact in the success or the failure of the rebuild. Reichel's part of that. Um, Del Mastro, Nolan Allen, uh, Camezzo, Colton Doc, like those are guys that are part of the rebuild. It's not just <clears throat> based off of hey, what happens in the next twelve months. Like that's that's not what the rebuild is. Like, yeah, there's a multi-year plan here, and Reichel is a part of it. Last year's draft class is a part of it. This summer's draft class is a major part of it. Um, And so there's, there's, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle. There's not, there's not one magical fix to this Blackhawks team because there's deficiencies everywhere. They don't have the next great forward in the system like Reichel good player he's not the next great guy yeah he's not a franchise well, do, do they have the next great blue liner in Korchinski maybe maybe but we're we're years away from finding that out they don't have the next elite starting goaltender like is Camezzo and, and Soderbloom are they good prospects that could be like legit starters sure are they going to be elite superstars we don't know Probably not, but we don't know. There's a lot of pieces that of the puzzle for this rebuild that still need to be put together. And the, this this year's roster is built to get that guy, right? To get that, you know, Jack Hughes, you know, Jason Robertson Bedard, type guy. Fantilli, Mitch you get Cobb. you you get that top three pick, which this roster is is built for. You get that guy, mm-hmm. so you gotta let it 
this rebuild wasn't. Rome wasn't pa- built in a day. This past, as I said before, the off season even started. This past off season wasn't to me. This off season is year one of the rebuild. Last off season yeah. was getting to ground getting the zero. ground zero. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It was. It was digging yourself out of the rubble Dra- of he who shall not be named. Draft day was basically the starting point. Yeah. So, so year one of the rebuilds is this summer to me in my in my eyes because Davidson had to go out and get draft picks because he was left with none, yeah. and he had yeah. to do this and that. And now he's built a team that can go out and get that generational talent. Hopefully, if the lottery balls fall your own way. Uh, and yes, I know the worst record doesn't guarantee you counter Bedard. I freaking know that, but he's getting yourself. <laughs> The best odds for it. And Lottery we, like, it's just, you, let it play out. Yes, Lucas Reichel, we can debate to the cows come home what his ceiling is going to be, but let's let him get maybe a full NHL season in before yeah. we start mm-hmm. g- labeling him anything except yeah. a prospect. So Prospects are inconsistent. They're up and down. Let's let it play out. As we were chatting here, I went back and looked just for shits and giggles. Uh, Jack Hughes, rookie year. Uh, it took him six games to get his first point. Okay. And that was him playing every game and then suddenly picked things up. Fine. Here's Lucas Reichel's game log from last year. When we talk about consistency and getting consistent chances, he played January 13th, January 15th. Two games. Okay. February 18th, 20th, 25th. April 7th, April 10th, 12, 14, 16, 18. So that was the end of the year, right? But he's just up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. No consistent line mates, no consistent ice time, no consistent position. He was doing center and wing last year, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. Like, if he's up, and I haven't really seen any comments from Luke after this game yet, um, but if he's up for a while, they've got to put him in better situations to win and to succeed. Yeah. Because what they did with him last year, I know what Richardson was trying to do, not Richardson, what Davidson was trying to do actually wanting him to get the free agency more quickly so he would resign for cheaper, hopefully before he started really achieving big numbers and becoming more expensive. Yeah, It's an interesting move, not something you see done very often. So they feel like his next deal will be cheaper potentially because they burn that first year fine. But if you're going to burn the year and you're going to have him here, put him in a, a situation to succeed. Burn, I think he's going back down. Right. I don't think he's staying up. I think had had Taves been had, had Taves played today or not been sick at all, Reichel would not have been recalled, and I think this is it for him right now. But whenever it is time, put him in a situation that's going to help him. I love what you guys are saying about give him the chance to play with Kane and Taves because that could be gone at any moment. Mm-hmm. If they go to if they go to Kyle Davidson tomorrow and say, "Look, we're we're ready, we're ready to go," uh, you know, start taking some calls and come to us with some ideas and we'll, we'll make it happen. Then he has to be called up. Right. And then, and then he's thrown into a, a scenario in which your top line is, is Domi, Athanasiu and, and, and Reichel. Reichel. Yeah. Until March 3rd. And then, yeah. And then those guys are potentially then it's gone. Lucas Reichel, Kurashev and, and Cole, Radish Cole or Gutman. <laughs> it's it's Reichel, Reichel, Reichel like, and friends. Like, seriously. Like you've yeah. got to get him some time for some noises. decent players. I would love to talk to Kyle Davidson. And I think we need to start uh, pushing the Hawks a little bit uh, to help us out in that because he has not talked a lot um, <laughs> recently. And I would just love to pick his brain about how things are going 
if he feels good about the direction and specifically about the plan for Reichel because it's it seems very unclear. My only tinfoil hat about Reichel coming up in this scenario and not having it be, you know, oh, he's only going to be up for this game, not having it be like a Brett Senny or a Cole Gutman is do they think whatever is ailing Sam Lafferty or Tyler Johnson's recovery are any of those hitting roadblocks where it's going to be longer than expected and they're going to then their thought is well even with Tays coming back maybe having Reichel here this is now the opportunity because one of those guys potentially could be out longer than expected maybe that's that's just completely based on speculation. I don't have any information otherwise. We'll probably find out in short order. Um, yeah. We, we might go to like bed tonight morning. with Lucas Reichel yeah. going back to Rockford. That could be the case. I, uh, Ice Hogs have a game tomorrow. Yeah. So they may oh. ship him right back to Rockford. Here, go play another game right off yeah. the airplane. Yeah. Um, uh, at, least, at least let him get a nap first. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and if he is here... Play him on the top line. If you think he's a top six guy, play him with the two other top six players you actually have on this roster. If he's not a top six guy in your mind, what are we doing here? Maybe time to move on. Somebody now. asked a long time ago in the chat, if ta- if if somebody offered you two first-round picks for Lucas Reichel at the trade deadline, would you take it? Hell and yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I, would, would. I, would, I, would, I would take Lucas Reichel, stop for lunch, and then drop him off at the airport. <laughs> yeah. And I like Lucas Reichel. Yeah. I'd even I'd give him all the power bars he wanted on the way there. And bananas. And let him nap in the backseat. All right, we're way behind on our stuff. Let's get to our four stars of the game. Oh, God, here. we have to do that. Why, why do we got to go talk about this game again? I thought we... I forgot who I picked. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give... Uh, why the hell? My four-star goes to McKenzie at whistle because he uh, had four hits and two oh, shots. Purple text. You gave me some reason to do it earlier, and I forgot what it was. Oh, he, yeah. Mario he, gave me some stat. I'm like, yeah, and whistle. Yeah, yeah, don't ask me about the purple text. I don't, I don't know where well, that I like came it. from. All right. Yeah, nice. it does look kind of nice, doesn't it? Purple's my Pops favorite up. color. Purple's a fruit. Oh, nice. Just, in, in honor of Prince. It was just Prince. for Jay. Yeah, it's for Prince. What happened? Is Prince, uh, is this an anniversary or something? Or just, nah, no. just for, for, anything for purple is for Prince. Okay. He was great. Oh, no, oh, no. it could be for Advent. <laughs> isn't, isn't the color for, for Advent purple? That is true. Yes. Yeah. All right. See, there's my religious uh Yeah, I believe it's like the fourth Sunday of Advent is the purple. Uh, the purple no, just, that's the pink one. Region Rev, where are you at? Come on. the pink one. It's the three purple ones, and then the, the yeah. third Sunday is the pink one. The pink one was my nickname at the score that Mike North gave me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's true. I don't know why. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm very pink. It's my Catholic education right. hard at work. The pink one. That's how it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anyways, Greg, Remember who'd you who pick? you picked? Uh, I picked a guy uh, that played. That works. And, uh, ah, Athanasi. Oh, that guy. Yes. Yeah. Just, I wanted to nominate all you fans, but I was told I had to pick a player. No, you, uh, you could have done whatever you want. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to Andreas Athanasiu. He had four shots on goal, which uh, was one-sixth of the total the Blackhawks had. Six total shots on goal. He was noticeable at times, mm-hmm. and and he didn't get hurt, so good for him. Yeah, he had a couple of uh, good, good scoring chances driving to the net. Creating his own stuff. He had a very Andreas Athanasiu exactly. Game. You 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 almost know exactly what you're going to get from him every game. Uh, just what you don't know is if he's going to finish any of those chances. 
Uh, I went with Patrick Kane because he was the only one doing anything offensive tonight. Uh, I believe he finished with seven shots on goal. Um, He had a pretty high individual expected goals rate on uh, natural stat trick. I believe it was .39 individual goals expected out of him. But, hey, they got zero, so it really doesn't matter. Nope. Patrick uh, Kane, a lot of shots for a guy that I was told on the internet is not interested. Mm. Uh, the other, the actual three stars, Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, and Vanacek, uh, who shut out the Blackhawks. Is that even, do you even, should even get a three star, should you get a star for shutting out the Blackhawks? Eh. I guess. All right, we, we should, should do our. The, uh, the goalie, the goalie on Sunday night guy was one of the three stars. I don't even remember who it was. Varlamov. Islanders. Farlamov, that's yeah. correct. Confirm Pudwack. All right, let's get to our uh, DraftKings king of the game as well. Speaking of. There he is again. Yeah. Seven shots on goal. (laughs) Way to go. Zero goals. Zero Zero assists. Seven shots. 22-20 of ice time. Way to be the least bad Blackhawk, Patrick Kane. Yeah. You did it. Way to go. That is our DraftKings king of the game. That is the king. That accomplishment is right up there with his Conn Smythe trophy. Yes, sir. (laughs) Your your CHGO t-shirt is in the mail. And hockey fans, Maybe. light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Oh, yeah, we got another one, don't we? Yep. Uh, the Shady Rays the guys. Shady Rays. Yeah, our friends oh, at Shady yeah. Rays. I just got me some new Shady Rays today. Me I'm too. excited. Uh, nice. The Shady Rays, they never understood why sunglasses are so expensive, so they set out to change it and... Boy, by, howdy. By cracky, that's exactly <laughs> what they've done. <laughs> Love me some TB. Uh, you don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter because... Our friends at Shady Rays have you and your precious eyeballs covered. Shady Rays are premium Polaroid shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. And the best part about Shady Rays, you've already heard me talk about it. They have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Did you drop them in a lake? Did Thomas Tatar's stick knock him off your face? Ooh. Well, doesn't matter. They will replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I could tell you for wearing Shady Rays. They are just as good as any of those expensive pairs found on the market. Probably even a little better, but I'm biased. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. That is my favorite part about Shady Rays. Not only do you get to look cool, but you're doing something cool for those who are in need. They stand behind their product. And they told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw the profit right out the giant test window at the Shady Rays factory, and they will do what it takes to get it right. Eat that profit. Free returns <laughs> and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay you to ship them back. That's it. 
and exclusive for our listeners who we love and adore. Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use the promo code CHGO, you've heard of them, for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free, kids. Mm -hmm. The more you buy, the more you save. You can get two awesome pairs of Shady Rays for as low as 54 bucks. Fill all your friends' stockings with Shady Rays at ShadyRays.com. All right, before we wrap up, Let's update the tank standings. This cracks me up. I don't know who made this, but I'm a fan. I believe that's Lawrence. That's a Lawrence creation. Yes, that's Lawrence all over the place. All right, Kevin, pop pop the graphic up there because I don't know it. There we go. Uh Uh, Leading the tank standings are the abysmal (laughs) Anaheim Ducks. Mm. um, 6, 17, and 3 with 15 points. Columbus, they lost tonight 18 points in 24 games or 8, 14 and 2. The Arizona Coyotes are third in the tank standings, uh, 18 points, 7, 12, and 4 in 23 games. But the Hawks, actually, wouldn't the Hawks be? I think I the think Hawks should be points, third. I think points percentage, the Blackhawks would be second to last. Okay. So the Hawks. So they'd have, be, where, they'd be yeah. 31st in the league. Got it. So yeah. the Hawks have 18 points as well. Mm-hmm. And then San Jose fifth with 20 points in 28 games, 8, 16, and 4. Uh, we encourage you to go to tankathon.com uh, <laughs> where they track these things for you. Uh, and uh, you could just see, and you could kind of simulate the lottery. I'm going to do it right now. Ooh, the Hawks pick fourth in my lottery. Oof, soon. get out of here. Vancouver, San Jose, Anaheim, Chicago. That is a nightmare scenario. No, thank you. All right, let's do one more time before we go. Just be safe. Hey, Leo mm. Carlson would be pretty good. Hawks get the two pick. Second, uh, All right, that's second fine. time. Yeah, Ottawa with the top overall pick. Ugh. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. That's All right. What, that's hey, what Ottawa needs. Huge, more, two, more forwards and no defense. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> two huge tank games coming up before the end of the month December 23rd and 31st. The Blue, Jackets the Blue Jackets and the Blackhawks yeah. must lose games. I mean, win, uh, win, uh, must lose. Must play games. Yes, lose them, those games. Blackhawks must lose. Let's, let's put, that would help. Let's put Jackson Stauber out for one of those games, yeah. just in case. Boy, they showed he him when uh, when uh, Soderblom was looking hurt. Ooh. He was like, uh-huh. uh, uh, maybe if I stand perfectly still, <laughs> they won't know I'm here. They I don't want to go me. in. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's, let's wrap things up. That's where we are. Oh, well, I, I still have a voice. Uh, we're back tomorrow at 2.30. We're going to have some fun. If you missed my Blackhawks beat piece on allchgo.com, I handed out my awards at the 25 game mark. We're going to do that as a show tomorrow and some other stuff. We'll have probably some Lucas Reichel news one way or, or another mm-hmm. uh, and some other stuff we want to get into that we haven't really had a chance to do on these postgame shows. So join us at 2.30. We'll be right here in these studios live so make sure you jump on the youtube uh make sure you smash that like button on your way out if you've not done it already make sure you are subscribed to the youtube channel and if you're listening on your favorite podcast app make sure you are subscribed there as well and hey guess what if you're listening to us or watching us chances are you know uh some hawks fans let them know about us word of mouth is very very good and of course become a diehard at allchgo.com we'd love to have you as part of the team here so for greg And Mario, thanks to Kevin for producing. I'm Jay. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.